This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hello and welcome to Saver Production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about ice wine. And I am so excited to talk about ice wine. Yes. Yes, me too. I didn't know how excited I was going to be until I started reading about it. And then I was like, this is heckin' metal. It's so very, cool. very cool. <laughs> oh, aye, the puns aye, begin aye. already. Right off the bat. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you know, drink responsibly as always with these episodes. Yep. yep. Um, but this is a topic several of you have requested. Uh, and... For I know we've told the story before, but for me, I've only ever had ice wine at Epcot in Disney World. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. At the, yes. at the uh, Food and Wine Festival, yeah. Yes, at the Canadian booth. They have like a mm-hmm. flight of ice wines you could try. And I every time I think of that, it warms my heart. We had such a good time. We did. That was a that was a really delightful day um, with really delightful human people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know... Uh, all, all I, all I really want to do is walk around a Disney theme park with Viv Clicquot. Um Yeah, and I like how we like <laughs> took the whole day. We like slowly did it. That's very. Oh nice. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, one of these, one of these years, it's going to be back again. Um, one of these uh, years. Oh, but in the meantime, mm-hmm. let's get to our question: Ice wine. What is it? 
Well, uh, ice wine is a type of wine made from frozen grapes. And when has anything that we have ever talked about had this literal of a name? <laughs> Never? Never? <laughs> like, thank you, Germany and the <laughs> German language. Y'all so literal. It's great. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Um, yes, uh, Eiswein, I believe, um, is, the, is the German word for it. But, mm-hmm. uh, but okay, so, Eiswein. Or let's back up a step from that to just regular wine. Because when you make wine, what you're doing is uh, pressing the juice uh, called must in the biz. Um, you're, you're pressing the must from grapes, uh, discarding the skins and pulp, and then adding um, yeast and maybe other stuff to that must that will eat some of the sugars in it and poop, alcohol, and carbon dioxide. And uh, then you let that happen until you get the alcohol content you want. Then you might treat the wine in a number of ways, uh, filtering, blending, aging, barreling, etc., before bottling it. And this is what you do for ice wine, except you are, again, using frozen grapes. And when you press them, a bunch of the water ice in them sort of sticks with the skins and the pulp, and you discard that too. So, so the must that you get has a higher concentration of sugars, acids, and flavor compounds than usual. Like, you only get about 10 to 15 percent of uh, what, what a normal yield of must would be when you press ice wine grapes. And that's what you go on to ferment um, and make your wine with. And harvesting grapes for wine is always a tricky business. You know, like you want to get them when they've ripened to just the right point to where they've developed the uh, amount of sugars and acids and flavor compounds that you want for the specific wine that you're making. And there can be any number of of, of barriers to that along the way in terms of uh, weather and and pests and, and what have you. Uh, but for ice wine, it's even trickier because you're harvesting and pressing grapes that have frozen on the vines at a good stage of ripeness and at a temperature that's cold enough that the water in the grapes is like mostly frozen, but there's still enough liquid in there for you to, you know, like press out and use. Right. And all of this is complicated uh, by the fact that sugar lowers the freezing point of water. Um, apparently, for the amount or concentration of sugar that, that you're hoping your grapes have developed um, for, for, for ice wine, you want temperatures that dip uh, just below negative 8 degrees Celsius or about 17 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and, and you want that freeze to be sustained for about six hours, at least six hours before you harvest. There's, of course, different um, d- d- different different makers are going to have different processes. But uh, yeah. So, 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 so you've got this this small window of time um, that you're basically just guessing is mm. the best window, um, and you've also got to start with grapes that can withstand this. Um, Riesling and Vidal are both popular because they've got thicker skins and other desirable traits: um, uh, acidity, uh, late season ripening, stuff like that. Um, and so, depending on on where you're growing your vines. You know, all of this probably means that you're harvesting and pressing in the dead of winter, at night, outdoors, and in a hustle. Um, <laughs> and if you've ever tried to squeeze frozen things, oh. um, like one one winemaker told the New York Times that it's like squeezing marbles. Uh-huh. Um, you can 
You can imagine that that technology, um, uh, machinery, weather forecasting, um, chemistry, um, all of that has made all of this significantly easier, but it's still a really impressive effort. Um, and, and ice wine makers have to take all kinds of steps on top of the normal stuff that you would do to protect wine grapes while they're growing to protect them from inclement weather, you know, uh, hail and what have you, from scavenging animals, uh, hungry birds that are like, oh, look at this whole frozen crop of grapes, let's eat that, uh, mold infestations, and on and on, while you wait for the temperature to be just right. And there is no promise that the weather is ever going to be just right in any given growing season. In many areas that produce ice wine, you go in knowing that you're not going to get a harvest every year. Um, and, you know, you can still use those grapes to to press and make other wines, sometimes called, um, sometimes marketed as like late season wines. Mm-hmm. But but ice ice wine is, is it's what you're going for. And, you know, it might never freeze to the right temperature. If it does, you've got to jump on it because like you probably need to get a crew together on a day's notice or less um, or the weather could turn too warm or too cold and you lose the crop. Um, weather is finicky. Uh, that freeze might come before the grapes are ready. In the Northern Hemisphere, you know, it can happen in November. It can happen in March. Um, wow. And and after you get that must, after if all of this has gone well enough that you get that must, um, uh, there's another complication in that the sugar concentration that you're working with is nearly twice that of like normal uh, grape must. And actually borders on being fungicidal, <laughs> meaning that you're going to have just a heck of a time getting your, your fermenting yeasts to do their thing. Oh, but that result, that result, um, like a delicately sweet tart, slightly syrupy wine, uh, generally made as a white wine, pale to golden in color, but can be made red too. Uh, I've even seen some sparkling ice wines for sale, um, generally served chilled. It's just it's just refreshing and warming at the same time. Um, really great with the cheese course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you've been thinking this whole time, well, okay, why go to all this trouble to let the weather freeze your yeah. grapes or not um, <laughs> when you can just use a freezer <laughs> to freeze grapes. <laughs> People totally do that. Um, though in many countries, this cannot legally be labeled ice wine. Um, it's instead called maybe iced wine or um, vin de glace or um, icebox wine, which really cracks me up. Yeah, that's a good one. There, there's a yeah. lot of argument about the terminology. I know I saw like Canada. Is it Canada? It's no space between ice and wine and capitalized? Somewhere yeah. it's capitalized. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think the 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 noun in German would be capitalized. Mm. So yes, I I don't know. I it's it's all nobody nobody asked me. Um, <laughs> no one talked to me about it. What? So I'm just reporting the facts, mm. y'all. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> uh, and all of this does mean that it tends to be expensive um, and is also sold in uh, in half size bottles, like a 375 milliliter rather than right. 750s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got to get my hands on some of this now. I've never, yeah. I've, like I said, I've never had it outside of Disney World. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think, I think I've seen it. I've seen it a few places in town. It definitely exists. Well, you know, you can get delivery alcohol temporarily you in Atlanta can. right now. So you can, and I, I believe that the liquor store nearest you does indeed have some. Oh, 
okay. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> but what about the nutrition? Ah, drink responsibly. Uh, <laughs> you know, this one's got a bunch of sugar in it. Uh, it's usually served in small glasses for a reason. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I do think it's funny that it's like New Year's. A lot of people are doing dry January and our second episode is ice water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but it's so interesting, though. Uh, <laughs> it, and it is It is the season. It, it's like traditionally the harvesting season for, for ice wine. So Aye, Timely for once. So mm-hmm. we're getting mm-hmm. a little better at that. But anyway, uh, numbers. We do have some numbers. Um Germany and Canada are the largest producers of ice wines. And depending on the year, around 75% of ice ice wines come out of Ontario, Canada. I think I saw like up to 80 come out of Canada in general. Uh, In 2012, this came out to be $32 million uh, out of Ontario ice wines. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's an annual uh, Niagara Ice Wine Festival every January. Um, It's on hiatus this year, though. So, Yeah. Uh, Canada shipped 500,375 milliliter bottles of ice wine to 35 different countries in 2011. And duty-free sales at airports are huge for Canadian ice wine. Like, they kept bringing it up. Like, it's a nice luxury (laughs) item. Right, right. You can sell in airports. Um, However, several European countries make ice wine. Some states in the U.S. and Japan and China have gotten into the game as well. And a handful of other, other countries make a little bit. But definitely Canada and, and Germany, and those are the big, the big Yeah, two. yeah. Um, but the biggest markets for ice wine, yeah, are Japan, China, the United States, and Scandinavia. Yes, and due to this labor intensiveness of production, uh, the relative rarity of regions that can produce it, which are going down because of climate change, mm-hmm. um, and inconsistent season yield, yes, ice wine can be, and often is, uh, quite expensive, like, $30 to $150 a bottle. I'm sure there's even more expensive bottles, but Oh sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the 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 like average-ish price is around 50. Mm-hmm. Um and again, that's for the smaller size right. bottle. Um and uh yeah, of the of the total global harvest of wine grapes, only 0.1% or less becomes ice wine. Wow. Hmm. Well, ice wine has a fascinating history. (laughs) It does. And we will get into that as soon as we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. 
Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, historians believe the first ice wines came out of a freezing German winter towards the end of the 1700s. Uh, The story goes that when cold weather set in early prior to the harvesting of the crop of grapes, winemakers were determined to salvage the situation. They didn't want to waste all these grapes. They were trying to find Mm -hmm. a way to use them. So they took the frozen grapes, pressed and fermented them, which resulted in, yes, this very sweet wine. And it turned out consumers were into it. Uh, By the mid-1800s, Germany was regularly producing ice wine, although it was still pretty rarish. And we'll get into Mm -hmm. that in a second. But um, several ice wine experts, or I guess people who've just researched into the history of ice wine, perhaps, uh, differentiate between this as one of the first examples of modern ice wine, but also they specify an ancestor that went back as far as ancient Rome. Uh, and, and that's mostly based on a poem, a Roman poem, mentioning frost-starved November grapes. Um, hmm. Our old pal Pliny even wrote about uh, some types of grapes that are, quote, not harvested until it is frozen. Um, however, there were hardly any mentions of ice wine after this until this time in the 1700s. Huh. Yeah. Um, the first known documented case of ice wine production in Germany dates back to 1830, made with grapes from 1829. Later, a monument even went up in Dromersheim to commemorate ice wine's history there. It's a pretty sweet statue. I really like that statue. <laughs> oh, I didn't I didn't look at it. It's okay, a, Googling like now. A, yes, go ahead. It's like a snowflake, <laughs> but then there's wine in it. It's, it's pretty. Ooh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, however, throughout the 19th century, there are only six documented instances of ice wine production in Germany. That doesn't mean it wasn't happening, but it's hard to say for sure. Um, many label Dr. Hans-Georges Ambrosi as the father of ice wine. He served as the director at Rheingau State Domain from 1967 to 1999, and his work with ice wines began in South Africa, where laws around wine weren't as strict then um, in 1955. Through him, consistent commercial production increased, and his efforts certainly popularized the products. In 1961, the invention of a uh, special press that uses these pneumatic bladders to squeeze the must from the frozen grapes um, also made the process a bunch easier. I guess before that, and even with it, like it's not super infrequent for presses to break during the pressing process. Yeah, Uh, that's what I read too. (laughs) Yeah. 
and it was it was uh, that that kind of time um, that Dr. Ambrosi was was working. Um, it was a good couple decades of technological development for ice wine, um, from plastics to you know help protect the grapes before harvest, um, and uh, portable generators um, were were both great boons to to ice winemakers. Yes, yes. And if it wasn't clear, uh, Dr. Ambrosi was from Germany. Um, so when German immigrants arrived in Canada, many continued the tradition of ice wines, particularly in, yes, Ontario and British Columbia. And commercial ice wines were being produced in those two territories by the 1970s. The believed first was produced by German immigrant Walter Heinle out of British Columbia in 1973. Along with his son and his son's wife, they offered their first commercial ice wine in 1978. However, starting in, 19, in the 1980s, winemakers out of Ontario really took off when it came to Canadian ice wine production. One of these winemakers was Dr. Joseph Pahorley, who opened Newark Winery in 1979. In 1983, Pahorley made an ice wine for Hillebrand, which is another Canadian winery, and by the next year, several Canadian winemakers were leaving grapes on the vine specifically to produce ice wine. In 1984, Inniskillen Wines and Rife Estate Winery became the first to sell ice wine on the Niagara Peninsula. Inniskillen, at the time run by Austrian immigrant Karl Kaiser, often is credited with producing the first commercial Canadian ice wine that same year, as well as the first to use netting to keep birds from eating the grapes, which, yes, was this big problem. A 1989 vintage wine from Inniskillen won the 1991 Grand Prix d'Honneur at one of the biggest and most respected wine exhibitions, and the world started to pay attention to Canadian ice wine. Um, and it was kind of a scandal because Canadian ice wine was illegal in Europe at the time. Oh. So it shouldn't have technically been allowed to enter. Oh. Mm-hmm, ice wine scandal. <laughs> um, after this, Inniskillen launched Operation Ice Storm, nice, to boost international sales, specifically targeting Asia. And it was highly effective. It took a minute for it to to set in, but when it did, people were shocked. Like the people behind mm-hmm. this Operation Ice, they were like, "Oh, wow. that worked well." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. From 2004 to 2011, ice wine sales in China went up by 15 times, and uh, also led to a market for imitation ice wine in the country. Uh, yeah, parallel to all of this hubbub about uh, Canadian ice wines in the 1980s, the process of artificial ice wine making was developed. Um, uh, yeah, fruit freezing grapes after harvest. Um, and in the industry, it's called cryo extraction. Yes. Um, Ooh, right? Like <laughs> right? Like I said, this whole thing is pretty metal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, much, much easier, much less expensive. Um, and also just just people wag their fingers at it in the industry. They're like, oh, that's not a real ice wine. Yeah. And it's really funny. I mean, I didn't have time to dig too much into the numbers, but I, I read an article of somebody who makes uh, Canadian ice wine, and they were asking him about this whole thing. And uh, he, according to him, 80% of the ice wine in China is not real ice wine. But he did a tasting, and it was very, I thought it was very funny because he had a, he paused and he was like, okay, so it's not bad. No. <laughs> He's like, it's pretty good for an imitation. <laughs> like he was still trying to. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, I appreciated it. Um, yeah. Canadian ice wines for importation were officially recognized as ice wines, no longer illegal in Europe, uh, uh, by the EU in 2001. Um, due to climate change, none of Germany's ice wine regions were able to produce any ice wines for the first time in 2019. And this is after years a pretty steady decline in production. Yeah, um, the, the grapes have been ripening faster. Um, the temperatures have been staying warmer for longer. Um, and yeah, it all culminated in 2019, it be, being the first season that, yeah, n- no ice wines um, were 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 made in Germany. And so yeah. Um let's all <laughs> let's all do better about climate change. Yeah. Uh and my this very day, uh my Google alerts pushed this notification that uh I think it's Hokkaido. Somewhere in Japan just harvested mm-hmm. their their uh grape shore ice wine. Oh wow. Oh yeah, because like you said, it's happening now. In, in yeah. some places, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully, yeah. I've 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 read that um that yeah the season has been pushing out um more into like into like February um than when 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 it, when it has been happening over in Germany. So hopefully, hopefully they'll they'll get it back this year. But fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Well, this was certainly a very very fun one to look into. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, thank all y'all who suggested it. Yes. Yes, Um, and we do have some other uh, notes from listeners for you. We do, but first we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with listener, listener mail. <laughs> I was going to attempt to do like a frozen let it go thing, and I immediately <laughs> backed out. <laughs> oh. That's what I, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, behind the scenes, y'all, or I'm not sure if we, if we left that in or if that counted as a retake, but, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, there was, there was a giggle and then a no, 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 not that one. <laughs> Anything but that one. I didn't want to put you all through that if you didn't want to go through it. Yeah. But Lauren's, uh, she's had to suffer me singing <laughs> that song. Uh, well, I just thought it would be a good intersection of like the ice wine and the Disney experience and Frozen. Right. Like, yeah. There's a lot of things happening. Yeah. It was actually in that car ride to Orlando yep. on that trip that I believe I heard m- most of the Frozen songs that mm-hmm. I've heard for the first time. I've still not seen those films. Yeah. So. And I was belting it out. I had no right to, but I did. Oh, no, that's what <laughs> that's what car songs are about. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Those notes are hard to hit. <laughs> <laughs> they are. It's a hard song. Yeah, yeah. I gave it <sighs> gave it my all. But anyway, um, <laughs> Shauna wrote. My mom once had a big salt and pepper shaker collection. Sadly, we somehow lost them in the move. Over the past 10 years, she has gotten a handful more sets. She, too, has one lonely T-Rex and a gold bow tie shaker (laughs) from Target. We had purchased a set for, for my oldest nephew one year for Christmas, and the little weirdo only took one home. I had listened to the mocktail episode and was completely intrigued by Julia Bainbridge's book and got it for Christmas. I can't wait to read through it and try some of the recipes. And I love the name Good Drinks. It has a much better ring to it than mocktail. I also checked out BB's Kitchen from my local library and already found a couple things I want to try. I was listening to the episode listener mail to the next batch and someone wrote in <laughs> talking about an Eastern Florida and an orange egg hidden in an orange tree. This brought back memories of some Easter's that I had growing up in South Lake Tahoe, California. There was the Easter that we had at the rock where we had to literally look under rocks behind trees and bushes, etc., to find Easter eggs. There was also an Easter at one of my aunt's house where my uncle decided to hide one of the eggs inside of the giant pothole that we lovingly called Little Lake Tahoe as it was (laughs) shaped just like the lake at the end of the driveway that was full of water. The craziest Easter that we had was when I was about 12. The weather sucked. I don't remember now if it was rain or snow that kept us indoors. And so all of us kids were sent off to the room while the grown-ups hid the eggs. The men got a little crazy with it. When us kids came out to find the eggs, we found that my cousin's boyfriend had stabbed one of the eggs into the wall and crumpled one of the eggs into an empty glass jar. The red egg was hidden in a bowl of salsa. The yellow egg was hidden in the bowl of potato salad. The green egg was hidden in the bowl of guacamole. And Annie, you're going to want to close your eyes and plug your ears for this part. 
the white egg was hidden in a bowl of ranch dressing. (laughs) By the end of the hunt, the kitchen was a hot mess and the food no longer edible, at least in my opinion. (laughs) All the hands digging in the food didn't stop a couple of people from eating it. Oh my gosh. That's epic. That is an epic Easter egg hunt. Yeah. But yes, the food was probably uh, no longer... Uh. <laughs> yeah, even even pre-pandemic pandemic times, I think I would have been like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm pretty comfy with germs, but. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Man, little, little kid hands, man. <laughs> yeah, like more than like multiple little kid hands. <laughs> Different kids. Yeah. Messy, very messy, but. But impressive. Very impressive. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am impressed. <laughs> yes. Uh, Rebecca wrote, A few years ago, I was watching Grey's Anatomy when someone came through a door bringing ginger scones. I thought, brilliant, and started looking for a recipe. What I found in my joy of cooking was a recipe for the cake-like gingerbread, gave that a whirl, and fell in love. My family also loves it, so now I make it at Thanksgiving and Christmas. This Thanksgiving, I was inspired to try and make a gingerbread drink. I created it based on the ingredients for the cake. Um, it contains uh, a teaspoon of simple syrup made with brown sugar, a teaspoon of molasses, an ounce of uh, Domaine de Canton um, ginger liqueur. Sure. Yeah, that ginger liqueur, the one in the pretty bottle, you know? <laughs> um, uh, an ounce of gold schlager, cinnamon schnapps, and hot water. Uh, and it's a drink that will warm you, Rebecca says. Ooh, I bet. Right? I bet. That sounds delicious. It sounds delightful. Oh, Yeah. I want one of those right now. I know. Also, I love my mom had joy of cooking. And that's every time I think of that, I think of her because she would just like get it out and sort of flip through. Yeah. 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 She wasn't looking for anything in particular, but some kind of idea. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It it was a staple um, in my household growing up as well. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks to both of those listeners for writing in. If you would like to write to us, we would love to hear from you. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. And we are also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All three places. Our handle is at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thank you, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening. And we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressings, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Balboa Park. Give me a woo. Roller 
If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.